I'm gonna do something. Never do this at home, ladies and gentlemen. Never stick your hands in the blade of a ceiling fan. Ugh. Oh, to stop it, nah, dude. Yeah, you stop, stop it. it. Guys. You stick your hands in. The, stick your hand in the blades of a ceiling fan to stop it, so you don't get the wind pick up. The <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what is up, Rage Radio Show? Today I have my buddy Allied Game on as he's doing his little swaggy dance. How you doing, buddy? Ah, uh, dude, I'm living life one day at this time. How about you, man? I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, so basically what we're going to do, I already explained this to you beforehand. I got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask you, uh, a couple general content creator questions, a couple of questions about you. Um, I'm pretty sure that your, your exposure to this video is going to get more attention than my exposure because this is going to be the first video on my channel. Um, but we're going to start off with ones about you. First off, what do you do? What is your, you're a Twitch streamer, right? Is that mainly, yeah. is that, that's mainly all you do is just, is just Twitch? I mean, do you? Okay, so I mainly live stream every day between a certain period of time. It's 6 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, but whenever I get free time, I try to make YouTube videos. But the thing is, though, it's just not really my thing. Because with YouTube yeah. videos, you have to create content, edit it, and it just it's so much more time versus just sitting down and streaming. Because when I stream, I can kind of sit there and do what I want. While no, I totally understand. Doing YouTube videos, I have to do like a very specific thing. And yeah. then I have to edit that specific thing. Yeah, and it's really it's hard. Incredible. I yeah i have that issue too whenever i have a video idea in my head and i'm sitting there like three in the morning i was like you know this would be a really good video i don't want to fucking do it you know what i mean yeah like i recently uploaded a video about like uh there's a goose self software it's basically like free malware and essentially it will drag your mouse and like while you're mid yep. games it will drag <laughs> stuff yep. on your I, screen i saw now, that doing the video it was fun and great but as soon as i started editing it i was like god you're like this is why this is awful. Food. This is why I want an editor. I totally understand. I totally yeah. understand. Well, if I live stream that, dude, I have to do nothing. I can just play the video game and relax. There's no yep. after stream work. You know? I totally yep, I totally understand. What um here's a big question that I know you and I have talked about a lot. Um but this is kind of something that I've been struggling with a little bit. Twitch is for the longest of times been the biggest competitor in this whole live streaming scene and the media kind of sees live streaming as sort of this not a real job not a real thing but you look at twitch streamers and they're you know you got the big streamers that are making a lot of money what is and then you got the people that are moving over to to mixer and youtube and there are people like you and i who can who still stick to the platform what is it about twitch that 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 draws you to it. Why haven't you? Why haven't you thrown in the towel with Twitch and said, you know what, I'm I'm moving somewhere else, like like almost well, everyone else I know. It's not necessarily the part what draws me to it. It's more or less the fact that I'm already here. Mm -hmm. And so I already have my emotes here. I'm already affiliated. I already have a pretty strong and loving community here. I, I agree. I, I, I got to let you know that, that I've seen a lot of people, a lot of, I, from on my five years in Twitch, I've seen a lot of people with a lot of communities and, and yours definitely loves you a lot more than some of the other communities I've seen on Twitch. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if I switch over, um, all the people that, because I've been streaming for about three years now, right? Yeah. Now, people from three years ago, not all of them come back and watch, but mm -hmm. I do have it occasionally where they come back. Yeah. Now, if I move to Mixer, right, and say these people from three years ago don't have me on Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that, and they don't know that I moved to Mixer, I lose out on that connection. I never get to talk to those lovely people again. Understood. And it's just very difficult for me to move over. 
I um, on top of that, I also did a poll with my chat, with my friends, my viewers, and I think one person said move to Mixer. Well, I had really? About 20 yeah. A, a lot of people are telling you a lot of people are telling you to to stay on Twitch. Do you think yeah. that cuz I hear do you think that social media um is more of a proprietor of how people are able to maintain themselves on social on 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 Twitch and YouTube than Twitch and YouTube? Like how like huh? like talking about when you have your content and then you have your social media uh dispensing of the content which do you think is more important when it comes to being a content creator um i have to technically say the person or the person creating the content okay because i can move to mixer i would still be streaming it'd still be me it would just be a completely different you know setup right i'd still have my chat i still have yeah. me i'd still be streaming still have my directory that i play on uh, if I started streaming on YouTube, it'd be the exact same thing. If I went over to Facebook and started streaming on there, I would still have the same game. I'd still have my whole chat set up, and I would still have my face cam, and I'd be the exact same person. Mm -hmm. So, really, the only thing different there is just, like, the UI, you know, the user interface. People Absolutely. People just don't like Mixer and the way that it's set up. People just don't like the way that YouTube's set up. Because with Twitch, you have bits. YouTube doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. Now, Mixer does have it. But people just don't like it. I don't really know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people complain. Yeah. I think it's. I think their system is called Embers, and it it doesn't. It. I tried it. It. I. I. They couldn't sell me on it. It didn't. It. It really. Hey, yike. It, it's kind of one of those things that you can see, um, from simply using the system that they're like, this is just here because Twitch has a bit system and they need a a small little microtransaction. Which exactly. does make yeah. So what are so all throughout this time of of you being here and you have your community and you have the people that love you. What are some what are some roadblocks that you see, not necessarily on the viewer side. Like of course you say, what are some roadblocks from that are stopping you from being better as a content creator? Of course, obviously everybody's first response yeah. is I don't have enough viewers, right? But but I'm not saying that. I'm saying what are some what are some personal roadblocks that you feel are stopping you from being able to really take your content to the next level? And what does that next level to you mean? So I kind of have a question for that and I don't or I guess a response. So I used to really think the only way you'd make it as a big live streamer was if you're lucky, you know? You had a lucky raid okay. from say Summit cuz Shroud isn't on Twitch anymore. Yep. So you had a lucky raid by him or by Alinity or some type of streamer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in reality, there is no such thing, in my opinion, as luck. Just being prepared at the right moment. Mm -hmm. right? And what I mean behind that is, is if you're in Siege, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that watch Siege want to watch really good players. Mm -hmm. So if you're a diamond champion on a pro team and you have in your title playing against g2 or you're playing in esports or you're the top 500 players in the world it's not lucky that that person joined your stream it's because of that title right mm -hmm. so the only thing that i'm really having a personal issue with isn't really with my stream you know my stream 720p uh, my internet's finally gotten fixed i'm able to stream well mm -hmm. it's really just me as a person being able to draw people in you know yeah, because I can I can be funny and stuff at times, but I can't be funny twenty four seven. 
Absolutely. That's the that... same thing with skill. You know, I can't be good at the video game 24-7. You know, people have their good days, bad days, mediocre days. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's one of the reasons I, I I talk to a lot of live streamers a lot because I'm I'm when it comes to Twitch I'm what is known as a professional lurker. You know I spend a lot of time watching people. Not really. You'll never really know I'm there. But one of the big things that I hear a lot is that a lot of people that are YouTubers from say like four or five years ago, they get asked. You know I used they they would say I used to stream, but I don't anymore. And they say, well, why don't you stream anymore? A lot of people are like, because live streamers have to do this shit for like eight hours a day, eight, nine, ten hours a day. With YouTube, it's completely fabricated. I can be funny for an hour a day and then clock it together one day and make it seem like like 40 minutes of. That's a great thing with YouTube. Like, although I can't get behind the editing part, you create your content, you put it there, you never have to touch it again. It could take a month, could take a year, could take five years. But if that video blows up, once you've made the video and it blows up, you don't have to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. With live streaming, if you stop all of a sudden one day, right, your previous live streams aren't going to blow up. No. Only your newer live streams will blow up. Understood. I think it was actually... Within YouTube. Yeah. When I I remember years ago when Ninja was still um, uh, uh, pre-Drake Ninja, actually... Yeah. So like Halo 5 Ninja? No, 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 no. I meant, um, I, I should, I, that was incorrect. Uh, Ninja, before he moved into his, uh, big house, when he was still in his, his old house in the basement, he said he, oh, yeah. he peaked at about 200,000 Twitch subscribers and he took, I believe it was a week off and he ran reruns. And in that week, his stream went from 200 to 220,000 subscribers to 150,000 subscribers. Now imagine that. Imagine a system where most people sit comfortably around a couple thousand subscribers, right? You have your really big people who have like 10, 20. This man lost 75,000 subscribers because he didn't stream for a week. Nobody forgot who Ninja was. You know what I mean? That's just, and that seems to be what's more, that seems to be like live streaming is a lot more lucrative than YouTube, you know, like it, I'm not going to say lot YouTubers are l- lazier than live streamers because I, you and I both know that's not true. It's yeah. just, it seems, it seems like to me that a lot of the YouTubers that you see have kind of, kind of a, a muddy personality and sense of humor, but are able to just extrapolate and extract out of what they can get. I feel like the whole difference there is presence. The, the feeling of being noticed with youtube videos you're not talking like a specific person you're not reading chat you're not having conversations with people Mm. while with streaming i can be like hey what up anthonator how are you doing man welcome to stream how's your day going Mm -hmm. you know i'm more of a personal connection i think that's why people are a lot more drawn to streaming is because you get to have those personal connections like you can thank them for subscribing thank them for donating and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that's what really drives people to donate and subscribe to you is because yeah. they get to have that personal feel that they're supporting you yeah so i you, yeah if you ask for like a like and stuff you know obviously they might do it but that's the only time people talk to their viewer base is if they're like hey guys check out my new merch down below in the description shoot <laughs> a like subscribe yeah down below and then yeah. QLEA intro you know, yeah like, QLEA intro like subscribe that i can't stand that shit dude when i'm watching a youtube video and i'm already being begged for likes and subs before i get to see the content i clicked on 
And that stuff that, drives me there's, insane. There's no more conversation with the chat. It's, you know, either them hanging out with their friends or it's them, you know, doing a let's play. But after that, they never talk to you. They're never like, hey, guys, what do y'all think of this? You know, like that's what PewDiePie used to do back in the Amnesia day. He yeah. used to kind of like bring everyone in. That's why people love it. It was like, OK, guys, what's happening? <laughs> oh, no. And he'd be live streaming, but do it in a video stance, you know, like gotcha. he'd be asking y'all what's happening. OK, but there's no one actually there. He's just basically breaking the fourth wall without there being a legitimate fourth wall there. Gotcha. I can I, I can get behind that and I can respect that. And since we're spe since you brought up uh, a lot of YouTubers and, and streamers having, you know, doing a lot of stuff with their friends. What what is your personal because I know you've been a part of uh, a couple of these. What are your opinions on stream teams and gaming organizations when it comes to an individual furthering their brand i know that you have been a part of a couple of teams you've been you've i have personally seen you struggle with the whole organization trying to overrun a personal brand issue i've seen you deal with that on a personal level what has your experiences with that ultimately led you to learn when it comes to making decisions about gaming organizations and stream teams um now, I, this is actually something you said to me, which I've really kind of internalized and kept with me, is you can't be bigger than your uh, the team that you're trying to join. Right now, I'm pretty happy with the size that I am, and 9 out of 10 times, the people that have joined, I'm not going to call it the communities or the no, no. teams or orgs, mm. but uh, I'm almost always bigger than them, as in I'm the one that brings people in the community. You know, that's kind of my job as being their content creator, streamer, or team manager. Yeah. But it's kind of an issue when everyone in that community is from me. You know, there yeah. was no start of a community until I got there. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of that. There are a lot of small, you know, I call them basement organizations, organizations that really didn't have any thought put into them outside of I want an organization. And it seems like a lot of these people are just simply trying to find streamers and YouTubers and as just rope them in as quickly as they can just to build their own brand. And the problem that I see with that a lot is that you're going to these people to try and help you, but you don't have anything to give them. You don't have anything for them to build. You know what I mean? And that's, and you're right. That's the, one of the problems of being bigger than your organization. And I feel like there are a lot of people nowadays who are, who are starting to struggle with that. You know what I mean? Like when Ninja left luminosity, it, 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 I can, I don't know why he didn't leave sooner. Cause you know, he was, he was bigger than luminosity for so long, but he's, and eventually he kind of dug out and the same with the same with shroud when he was in C9, he could have stayed in C9 and just been a PUBG player. And I know for a fact, C9 went to kicked him out, but he got bigger than the brand. And, it seemed like you thought C9, you thought Shroud, you thought Luminosity, you thought Ninja. So I can, so what is, what are your plans going to be in the future whenever an organization uh, approaches you and says, Hey, we want to bring you on. Like what, what are you going to do about it? And how are you going to, how, what are you going to do mentally to be able to make that decision? Um, mainly to see how prepared they are to have people to join such as not necessarily benefits, but things to help you transition from not being in a community into being one. There's actually a community that I'm looking at right now. They're pretty popular, have over 50,000 followers plus on almost all social medias, that includes Instagram, Twitter, and stuff like that on Twitch. And they're very cool uh, brand stuff, but they're still missing 
a lot of stuff that these other you know brands and communities have which is just very difficult to run and work with yeah. so it is very difficult to do any of that so moving from I lost my train of thought. Someone we were talking about these big organizations just don't have the thing that a big organization needs when they bring on people. Okay. That is they don't have what they need to bring in people. And on top of that, usually if they are bigger, they probably won't accept someone your size. Like yeah. we'll use TSM as a really okay. good example. They've been blowing up a lot lately. They've been drawing a lot of attention. They really haven't because they have a great, you know, they have great teams. They're mm-hmm. all, they have, you know, they're fingering every single pie right now. CSGO. They do. Actually, I don't know if they have CSGO, but I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, CSGO. I think they do. They actually, they actually just announced about a week ago they're starting to try and break into the World of Warcraft scene. Yeah, uh, Fortnite. Yep. Uh, they have it in Siege. They have it in almost every single community. Overwatch. Overwatch, and so trying to join something like that if you join tsm and you're like say my size i quintuple my size right now yeah i had to go from 5k followers to probably 100k you know 10 average viewers to about 100 even more Mm -hmm. and that's just from a single brand Mm -hmm. right that's just from joining a brand you're still you you're still doing the same content you change four letters you had a dot and a tsm at the end of your name and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're all of a sudden someone good you're already someone that people know yep so joining a brand will 100% help you, but making sure that brand is going to help you is the hardest thing to decide, you know? Yeah, and that's one of the reasons a lot of small people can't get into big organizations is because the first thing that that big organization is going to ask you is, hi, uh, hey, what are you going to bring us? You know, yeah. we have tools to help you, but what are you going to bring us? And that's where I think a lot of people get frustrated that they think that they can just walk in, join an organization because they want it bad enough without, you know, I really want to join this team. Why can't I join this team? And, you know, it's the same thing as um, I was on Twitter the other day and uh, <laughs> the uh, G Fuel Twitter was getting into it with uh, one of the one of their followers where they were saying, you know, uh, one of the one of the people was like, oh, sure, you w- you won't give out free G Fuel to people who love your product, but you'll give out G Fuel to your sponsors and stuff. And they're like, of course, of course yeah. we will, because this person's going to promote our product and are going to make yeah. us back the money that we gave them. And you don't have an audience, you know, as much as it sucks for that to hear, you don't have an audience. So I, I, I agree with you. There are a lot of people who try and hop into that stuff. And unfortunately, when you have an organization, as I said, that are that are basement organizations that don't really have anything to bring people and they try and slather themselves all over your personal brand and say that they're helping you grow that seems to be a big reoccurring that seems to be a re- big reoccurring theme in today's teams everybody's seeing the tsms the phase the methods the 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 optic well optic huh? um and they're saying you know i want to be that speaking to you, what what is a team that you would like to join you mentioned tsm we've been talking about luminosity c9 what is what is a team that you th- not just what is a team that you want to join because Everybody's going to say, you know, FaZe Clan, you know, yeah. gonna, what team do you think is going to fit Allied the best? Fit me? And that's kind of a difficult question because I've always wanted to be on a Rainbow Six Siege team. You know, mm-hmm. I want to become one of the best players. I want to become one of the best. So obviously I'd be like, oh, I want to join G2 or Reprocracy or Space Station. There we mm-hmm. go. There you go. Or, you know, TSM, because they're all great teams, but mm-hmm. they all have different things, because yeah. each one of them get other things. Uh, if I joined G2, right, I'd have Pingu. I could do yep. collabs with him. That would blow mm-hmm. me up, right? 
um, I joined TSM, I could play with Bolo. He could teach me to become a, an amazing player, right? That's true. That's true. Bolo um, is insane. I could go play with Shiko, right? Shiko, mm -hmm. he's insane. People used to think he hacked. That's how good he was. Yep. And, you know, if I played with him and I got good with him, people would think I was good and I would draw attention. Correct. That would. And from a social media way, like, you know, trying to figure out which way to help grow my channel, I would probably join G2 to play with Pingu. But if I really just want to improve how I played, it would have to be TSM. Because okay. learning from Bolo and becoming a better player, that that's really all I want. You know? Yeah, so I, I, I have to go to TSM. 100% agreement. I, I've, I've, every single time, because you know me, I, I have trouble settling on what I want to do. And every single time I find a new thing, you know, when I was getting into Overwatch, regardless of what I was trying to get into, TSM always seemed to have a player that was there to be able to, to, to be able to shed light on, you know, you got Fortnite with, with, um, with Hamlin's and Daquan, you got Overwatch with, uh, geez, I bring him up and I forget his name. He's like one of the highest rated Ana players in the world. Uh, you, if you you play World of Warcraft, they got Zaryu. It's, it's just a lot of people. Um, TSM seems to have its fingers in every pie, as you said, but here's another question that I want to ask regarding teams. What do you think? And this is something that I, you and I both have personal experience with, and I'm not going to bring up any names, um, simply because I want to enjoy the comment section of this video and not hate it. Uh, but you and I both having personal experience. What are your opinions on which do you think is better as an organization organizations that try and put their fingers in every pie or organizations who say, this is what we do. And if you don't want to do this, then you don't need to be in our organization. For example, let's what, you know, TSM, which has their fingers everywhere. And then teams like G2 who do only rainbow six. Well, it's kind of, you know, that I can't really choose one or the other. And the reason here is, is because it all depends on the team, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you can choose one thing like G2, right? G2 will always be known for Rainbow Six Siege. So if they did try to make a CSGO team, they can help it grow. They can help it get into tournaments, but they're not going to have a strong team. there. They're not going to be like G2 winning against Cloud9. That, that'd be impossible, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But it would take a few years if they nurtured it. It could then, you know compete against cloud nine other yeah. other people like tsm who are kind of like above average in everything yeah but if you're starting out new you really have to stick to one thing because that's what g2 did they stuck to one thing they become the best at it g2 right now is i'm pretty sure undefeated in the rainbow six siege they are absolutely insane and if they're not undefeated they're going about as hard as empire did which i think just had their first loss today yeah. which that that's the whole thing. Like because they stuck it with one thing, that's what they're able to do. It they're able to put more money into it, mm -hmm. more time, more effort. So if you're a new and upcoming team, you really have to focus on one thing. The moment you start trying to put your finger in that pie, that pie, that pie, is the moment that you lose the flavor. You know the richness of that yep. first pie that you yep. had. You I know? totally agree. I totally agree. I, I, you and I both know what I'm talking about when I say we know, yeah. we know what this is like. It's just yeah. it when you have your thing and then you branch out to try and do everything else, you sort of you lose, you lose every, you lose the main what you started. And it reminded me when you were talking about G, uh, G2 CSGO. I don't know if you were um, into this back then, uh, but when Phase Clan first made their CSGO team their first CSGO Pro League team, 
Yep, that how much of a meme that was for like three years. Everybody was. They were so, they were bad for three years. They got shut out during when they were playing against teams like C9 that had been doing CS:GO for a while. And then over the years, now FaZe Clan is a team in CSGO to be reckoned with. They're a very good team. And I think a lot of times people are afraid of of having that publicity of, we're a really shit team right now, but that doesn't mean we're going to be shit forever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that's um the really big thing with Siege, too. Like, as streaming it, like, people uh, join certain people's streamers. Like, say if you're a gold player, you know, a copper player, something like that. And they'll be rude to you because you're a bad player. Oh, yeah. And to me, that makes no sense to, to me because you're being rude about someone's skill level, which they can improve that, though. Mm-hmm. So being rude to them, how, how does that benefit anyone, you know? Exactly. Like, and normally it's the I, people I who are the loudest who are the shittest players. It's normally oh, the people who talk the most shit. People talk shit yeah. to you all day, and then you get into 1v1, and they get clapped. Okay. I have a story to tell you. Okay. Go for it. So... I have a very similar situation. It was a uh, 0-4 situation. My team Aww. 4-0'd a team. Right? Oh, no. 4-0, we won smack. Um, I advertised my stream at the end because I was feeling a little cocky and of course, as courageous, you do. right? Mm-hmm. I, I've actually almost stopped that. Anyway, I, I was I apologize. Very- I said, I, I didn't say as you do to reference yeah. to you doing it. I said as you do as in you, you destroy right. another team, you feel confident, cocky. And you're gonna put yeah. that plug out there. I'm so, I'm sorry. I didn't mean uh, to insinuate nah, that. It, Go it's, ahead. It's fine. It's fine. Um, they were a five stack. I didn't know this. I thought they were a whole bunch of you know random people. And we requeue for rank, mm-hmm. and we go against them again, right? So they join stream, talking shit, going, "Oh yeah, we're we're four owing you this time. We're about to get our elo back." Three o, right? Oh. They're winning. They're three o. We're o. They're three. Oh, we're o. Right? They're typing in chat. Time to get four o. You're gonna lose. You're bad. We win Ooh. three, three, three. They win. God. We win. Final round on attack. I go off, get a three k. My teammates get the final two, and we won. Oh Jesus! Not only did they leave chat, they all left the game immediately before I could even talk any. Space. Oh God, I hate that. So I, I mean, I I love that that happened to you. That you got the comeback, but that it's just. I don't know. And, I will and, never understand. I will never understand what goes through people's heads when they when they just sink to that level of BM. Yeah, like when we were four uh, owing. I I know I don't. I don't usually talk smack unless it's at the end of the game. Because to me, I nine out of ten times, if it's like three zero, I'll jinx it. We'll lose yeah. as soon as I yeah. try talking to any smack. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. They jinxed it. Yep. They jinxed it. We won, and it was honestly one of the best feelings I've ever had in my yep. life. Right there. Was now, when, with them attempting to stream snipe. Yeah, with them stream sniping too, which is a big problem. I, I'm I'm a big contender of the Apex Legends community, and they are a lot of Apex players are kind of looking forward to a streamer mode because they are not happy with the stream sniping situation. It's apparently really bad in games that you know, like Apex Legends, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, you know, you ask players, you know, ask Apex players. Wow, English is hard. Apex players like uh you know lulu or you ask uh siege players like fuya and then they're just they get stream sniped a lot speaking of king george George, i hear he gets sniped a lot um daily recurrence for him yeah i i i bet you said a lot about how you don't like talking smack and you know you have you you get really into your games especially when you're making a comeback now this is going to be kind of a sensitive subject with you and me because you and i have had some words about it um this is true. This is true. But 
you tend to get very, very, very heated in your games. Very heated, especially higher rated games. Like when you're trying to push for plat two, I know last season you were trying to push plat two and there were some times where I would hop into your stream and you were just a little bit oh so toasty. What is... What goes and to be let I'm gonna be really honest with you. If anybody has watched me play competitive World of Warcraft, because that's kind of what I do, I do the same thing. You know what I mean? It, it's it's part of the learning process and the getting better. You're gonna get mad. You're gonna get bitter about losing. But what is it exactly that goes through your head when you're in a situation that you don't want to be in? You're losing. You feel like you're playing out of your mind, but for some reason, the rest of your team just cannot, and 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 I'm not trying to name anybody specifically. This is not a specific, why is that player so bad? What is going through your head when you're in a situation, you're popping off, and for some reason, it just can't come together? Um, Most of the time, it's my fault, and it's kind of a thing that I've been trying to accept more. I became a lot, not necessarily cooler headed, but I've realized a lot when I'm getting angry what to do. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing with it is when I get angry, about 60% is at that player because I didn't tell them what to do or I didn't backseat game when I needed to. And when I say that, I mean like, hey, they're the person over there. Maybe you should try doing this. I didn't give them like any type of helpful call outs or hints and stuff like that okay. because I have to realize that God didn't create us equal. Nope. That's just how it is. You know? Nope. Uh, Shroud, he's a freak of nature that that man he's he's amazing at everything he does (laughs) and i was not created equal as him i i could never compete against him without training for very very without doing the shroud complex training system which is oh yeah and the other 40 percent is just me being angry at myself because usually when i die it's because of something simple or stupid that in the back of my head i know i shouldn't be doing but because I'm in the moment, having that adrenaline, trying to play the game, I don't do it. Like, you know, peeking angles, I'm supposed to jiggle peek, right? Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten times, I just peek it, kind of sit there for a second, then move back. Mm-hmm. Jiggle peeking, if I can peek it in a second, get all the information I need. Mm-hmm. And I usually won't get headshot. Now, mm-hmm. if I sit there and peek it like I usually do, and I get headshot, I immediately go, ah, oh, damn it, damn ah. Oh. I get upset, I give the call out where the enemy is, and then I'm just sitting there kind of like toasting myself right there. You know? Yeah, you're just I'm sitting there ruining and writhing in it. Yeah, and it's because it's my fault. Mm-hmm. And then when my teammate peeks that same angle that I gave the call out on and dies, I see them as me, so I get angry, and I start asking them, like, why did they do that? Why did they do this? But in reality, mm-hmm. it's something that I did, and you know? That's always good. I always love to see a player who can self-reflect and and who can take accountability because they're every high-end professional team will tell you even if you did nothing wrong, you still could have done better. And um, I think it was Kickstart actually who said yep. this a while back. Yep, he it said, was um, it was Kickstart. Every regardless if you did everything right or something along these lines, if regardless if you did everything right, there is still something you could have done better. Nothing is ever not your fault. He also, um, on top of that, he said that if you truly want to rank up in Siege, you have to be able to 1v5 every round. Yep, exactly, exactly. And, and it, it's the truth. Like, I can't be angry that my teammate isn't doing something because I should have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's being forced to do something, then I, I'm not doing my job. You know, I shouldn't have to force him to peek an angle that he's going to die from because I couldn't get the kill. Exactly. And I tend to, I tend to see that a lot. You know, a lot of people, when they get, 
a lot of people when they get killed or uh, the first thing they do is say, well, why didn't you, well, why didn't you do this to make me better? But not a lot of people ever look at themselves and say, hey, why didn't I do this? You know what I mean? Why couldn't I have been able to, you know, you peaked that angle. I, you peaked that angle that you shouldn't have peaked. Why did I have to peak that angle so long? So we're going to move now into a section about just content creation in general. You know, we've talked about you a lot. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about some content creation stuff as well, because over time, <laughs> because you and I, you, you and I know Twitch has changed so much over the years from when you were starting and you were streaming off oh. your Xbox with a camera and I was streaming on my PC with a little, little C920 playing zombies. A lot oh, has yeah, changed. Man. A lot has changed. What are what this I don't want to ask this question, but I'm gonna to have to. What is your honest opinion? And I don't want you to take into consideration that you are. What is your honest opinion about the affiliation program? Should be removed. Thank you. Thank you. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So let let me explain why the affiliate program should be removed. Now I love having my own emotes. I love the idea of being able to make money, but it's stupid. Okay, okay. When I first started streaming, uh, I when I say first, first, I started in Trouble of Terrace Town on a Mac. I know, right? Um, I Ma Mac. At like, yep. Okay. On a Mac, at like 360p, or it might have been a Mac or something like that. But anyway, it was a horrible streaming quality. Uh, I played it. I tried to get a rank on a server because I was streaming. They said no, so I quit playing on a server because that's what every cringy kid back then did. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, cool, you can get custom emotes. And back then, I didn't even know what emotes were, really, because this was my first time ever being, like, shown what Twitch was. Yeah. The Trouble in Town actually is what showed me what streaming was. Okay, okay. Um, and back then, it was 500 average viewers. Yep. Partner. And that was high aspirations for someone that had no one watching. 500 average no viewers. Partner. And I'd like to point this out to everybody in, in your chat, because you're streaming right now. Everybody in his chat who is streaming and whatnot... 500 average viewers for a month straight, no hosts whatsoever. Tim the Tatman did a story where he was 500 for an entire month, except for one day where he was at 480 and somebody hosted him and rated him and got him to 550. They declined him. He said, you didn't go a full month for 500. That's how lucrative it was back then. And back then, if you were partnered, right, it was like the top 1%. Those are the mm -hmm. people that you saw, and you're like, okay, those are the people that I want to be like. Mm -hmm. Now, they give affiliate out like it's candy. It's three average viewers. Look, I'm mm -hmm. going to name three friends right now. You, Sean, right? Mm -hmm. Fiery Nick. Right there, I stream for a month and get a few other of my friends to follow me. Mm -hmm. I have partner in, not partner, I have affiliate, affiliate in one month. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I should deserve to get money for streaming for a month, you know? Nope. I didn't grind for it. I didn't, you know, do anything big. I didn't, you know, do anything. Like, you just told a couple people and all of a sudden you're getting paid. Exactly. Like, I, I personally think affiliate program should be more lucrative because right now you can get partnered at 75 average viewers. I think they should make the partner now affiliate and then the old partner and keep it the same i think you need 500 average viewers to get partner yep. and 75 average viewers to get affiliate that especially if anything it's it a, especially it's a lot more liberal that the more people that were drawn 
to Twitch after the whole Drake era, they lower the view count. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are more people. Become a streamer. Yeah. Become a streamer then. There, it makes yeah. sense because you know if everyone gets that affiliate, they're like, oh, I'm affiliate. I'm gonna be like Ninja, and then they. Yeah, and then they start making decisions. They start trying to sign contracts. They start trying to do things that you have no business doing when you've been streaming for three months. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've seen so many people. I have seen so many affiliates on Twitter. Please, to people who are affiliates on Twitter, businesses and companies don't care that you have a sub button on Twitch. Stop asking for brand deals. It makes you seem desperate. Begging for brand deals makes you seem desperate and sad. <laughs> like the most success, the most successful and the best feeling brand deals are ones where the company approaches you. You know you have done enough work where the company approaches you. Going out and begging for brand deals is like asking a date out to dinner and then begging her to pay. It it's it it it's yeah like oh god never going to okay. It's like if G2 begged like Intel or Ryzen or G Fuel to sponsor their gaming company. Yeah. Like G2 is huge, so they don't have to ask. Exactly. So the moment you start begging is a moment that you lose any value you previously had. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the problem is that the ah, never mind. I'm I'm people I'm, my comment section is going to be very angry. What uh <laughs> moving on. Speaking of and speaking of the grind, because you've been going on the grind for a while, you've had your ups and your downs. We both had our ups and downs. We've been. I feel like you and I. I feel like you and I are special because you and I have gone through the rudder a couple of times when it comes to when when it comes to streaming. Can you give me a couple of times where you've actually contemplated quitting and almost quit, or you were like, you know what, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. This isn't fun. I don't want to do it. Um, you know, it happens more than you think because I know. Yeah. <laughs> I it had to be well, the latest time would be last year or maybe it was more or less like a good year ago, not the latest time. Year. How many times how many times have you had how many times have you thought Probably about quitting? Like five or six times. And each time it's usually the exact same thing. And mm -hmm. it's usually all because of something simple, right? Mm -hmm. It's because I don't feel like I'm going to make it. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a and that's a bit. You you go you ride a high. You have a couple of viewers, and then the next week you're sitting down like really low view count compared to what you're expecting. You're like, man, what happened? You know what did I do wrong? You know mm -hmm. why? why? And, and that's why. Figure out yourself instead of yep. thinking, oh maybe exams are happening that week. Oh, there mm -hmm. might be a school. Uh, their house could bring down like legitimately yep. anything. Exactly. And it's such a big thing there. And um, the last time I nearly quit was because uh, that's when I switched from Xbox to PC. Mm -hmm. When I switched, when I say no one watched me, no one watched me. And it was very difficult for me because when I was in Xbox, I had 20, 30 average viewers watching. I remember that. I was a pretty cool, now I would like to say pretty good black ops 2 sniper like i remember not one those. of the best but remember that pretty freaking good. you were good you were really good you gave and me people... troubles and that's all i did was snipe oh I, I was i was referred to as a good sniper and you gave me i remember i was talking to he who he who shall not be named who introduced me to you 
And even I was like, dude, this guy's really good. <laughs> He's kind of given me some problems. Yeah, and it's what people enjoyed. They uh they would try doing customs. They would want to be one me, and people would want to see like who can be allied, who can do this against. Mm -hmm. And there's it, nothing more fun as a content creator when you see when when you're in an Xbox Live party and you get killed and you hear, "Oh my God, I killed that lad! I killed him!" Yeah. It, it was great, and I really enjoyed it because it made me feel good. And whenever I switched from Xbox to PC, and all those people that wanted to go against me and would be better than me just left. I, mm. I was devastated. I was like, you know, they weren't truly here for me. They were just yep. here for the competition. Of they, were, they were there for that 15 seconds of fame to see themselves on the internet. Yeah. That's... And I, I really rebuilt my community uh, on Siege. I'm now seen as a more or less, I don't want really to say really, uh, respected siege player i'm plat three uh, about to hit plat two most of my friends are also plat two mm -hmm. so we're in like you know the top fifty thousand, hundred thousand players we're playing against some like legitimately good players which for and, a game that's been out since 2014 is a very prestigious accomplishment. it's very hard to get to plat three yeah uh, most player bases are in silver and gold uh which is like below plat yeah so yeah it is to me it's a lovely thing because People join to ask me, like, hey, what's your sensitivity on your mouse? What brand do you use? And stuff like that. And I really kind of learned that what I'm using also has a really big effect now. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm using a Logitech wireless mouse now, right? Yeah. When people ask me what mouse I use, I'm getting Logitech buys. I'm getting Logitech yep. money. Yes, so whenever are. I become bigger as a streamer, I could get, you know, attempt to get sponsored by Logitech, attempt to get sponsored by Blue Yeti, you know? Like it's yeah. all different things now. Like people ask what monitor I'm using because yeah. they want to see if they have the same monitor and stuff like that. And it's just it's just huge, you know. It is. It's it's very big. It's a very it's a very rewarding system when people start looking at you like an authority figure in your directory. It's a very it's a very good feeling. Um, it almost it's feels. Also a scary one. It's also a very scary one because you feel like if you say the wrong thing, someone's gonna come back and bite you in the ass. And uh, also, if you're not playing well that day, too, because you know the whole thing behind Siege. If you're playing good, people think you're good. But the moment you go like three and seven or three and six, people mm -hmm. are be like, "Oh, I mean, maybe this guy isn't always chopped up to." You know? Yeah, maybe this guy isn't very good. And you're thinking to yourself, "Well, I'm just having a bad day." And they're thinking, "Well, maybe those past games that you were popping off, you were just having a good day." You know what I mean? Exactly. They don't think that as your average. They think yeah. that as you just having a good day exactly no it really becomes an issue the more that you play and stream on that you know directory exactly now after saying you know you have people that are coming in and asking what your sensitivity is what monitors do you use you know what are your peripherals what overall do you think draws and you ask this question all the goddamn time what do you think draws people to you as a content creator i uh, i i can tell you personally there's just something Actually, I'm gonna wait until you tell me before I tell my you. My good looks. Oh, yes, yes, it is. What is it that um, you think makes people come back? Um, I think a relatability. I wear glasses. Most people nowadays wear glasses. The fact that I have a face cam so people can see me. Yeah. Uh, I'm open with my life. You know, this right here was made by my mother. She's in prison right now, and I talk about it all the time about how much I love her. Now I go visit her. I'm actually visiting her tomorrow. So I, I'm really open, mm -hmm. and I love making connections with people. You know, uh, people actually come to me sometimes personally in Discord and talk about the problems, and I try helping them. Mm -hmm. And 
I think what really brings people back to my channel is the fact that I'm not necessarily here just to be a streamer, but also a friend. Yeah, you're trying to use the medium in order. You're trying to use the medium to reach a higher, a higher volume of people to sort of be with. Yeah, and also it does help too that I'm a good player. So some people, I mean like two to three people, not like a lot, come back and watch me to try to learn things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a friend named Kyle. He actually asked me to coach him and help his team get better. And he actually joined my stream Ooh. and asked me, like, you know, what should I do? How do you help me? He sent me this entire list of things that he thinks you'd improve on. And sometimes he's legitimately confused about how I just know things, right? Mm. Yeah, like, you mean like that one Outback wallbang you had at Doc where nobody in the fucking world except you knew exactly where that Maverick was and you look to the okay. side, we're all like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be holding an angle, boop, and you kill him. Yeah, it's at some point after playing a game for so long, you just kind of get a feeling of things. Like if I was in this position, I'd be pushing from here. There's 20 seconds on the clock, so they have to be pushing. Um, this exit's closed off, this exit's closed off, there's only two possible ways, I guess I should shoot here, and then I get the kill, and people are like, whoa, how do you know that, and I'm, no, and you can't explain on, it, you can't explain yeah, it at the back time, on it, I can realize it, how, but at the moment, I'm just like, I have, I have a like, hundreds of hours in this game, and I've been killed at that angle hundreds of times, oh yeah, Getting killed by other players that from certain angles that you've never seen before, it's one of the most rewarding and hated things in the world. Because you're like, dude, how did I get killed from that angle? And you watch it back and like, I'm, I'm gonna start using that. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, tuck I mean, that one into the into the old backpack. I mean, like, I, screw you for killing me, but you know, thank <laughs> you for the angle. Thank you for the insight. So you are currently on your last year of high school. Is it? You're a yep. senior, right? Graduating in two months. You are graduating in two months, three. dude. Technically, didn't I meet you when you... I met you when you were a freshman. Ah, uh, you did. Right at the tail end of me being met a freshman. Tail end of you being a freshman. And now, look at you. You're going to graduate high school. I heard you were going to say... I, I heard you say you were going to go to college and you were going to, you know, keep on streaming. What do you think your streaming career is going to be like when you go to college? Because there are a lot of people, you know, like Narcoleptic Nugget. He did a video on what his life, he's in, he was in dental school and he did a, a video on what his life was on uh, as a YouTuber, as a live streamer, and as a full-time college student. How do you think going to college is going to affect you when it comes to live streaming? Are you just going to, you know, come home, finish your homework and stream or are you going to start looking? It's kind of a filzy situation that because um, I plan to, once I graduate, to take a year off of school and just focus on streaming and making YouTube videos. Because right now I upload maybe once a month, and they're not even that good quality videos. Mm. But during that year break, I plan to upload every other day. I plan to make them high quality videos. I plan to spend all the hours I'm not streaming to either be working a job or to be editing YouTube videos. So you're going to fill, you are going to fill your schedule with either making money or making content. Exactly. Uh, and then I respect after it. After that year is over, after I can kind of gauge everything, and the reason I say gauge everything is if I'm making enough money as a quote unquote part-time job where I live, then I don't have to worry about getting a part-time job while I'm in high school or not high school, in college, mm. right? Well, if I'm not making enough money, I can still be like, okay, 
I can still go to college and I can still work. Understood. So it's just really just a fill out situation, see what I can do in a year by putting 100% effort in. Because right now with school, I'm putting in maybe 60, 70% mm-hmm. because I have eight hours a day where I'm able to do nothing. You know, I'm just sitting there listening nope. to a teacher, you know, not able to do anything productive, not able to edit or create content or mm-hmm. you know, hone my skills any. Mm-hmm. So I, it's really yep. a difficult situation to necessarily gauge. You know, I hope it's going to work out really. Me too, man. I, I remember when I first started streaming, <laughs> I, I started streaming when I was 18 years old. I had just moved to Florida. I was working a full-time eight-hour-a-day job. I would drive home falling asleep, and I would get on my computer, and I would stream for another eight hours, go to bed at three in the morning, wake up at seven to go do it all. So I, I understand the grind is real. It doesn't stop. It never... There's There's a man that I've told you about named Harris Heller where he says, if you aren't creating content, you're losing. And that's why this business is the worst to be in. Because if you aren't working, you're losing. So it, it's, it's a mentality that a lot of people really aren't, a lot of people aren't prepared for until they really start to get involved in it. And, and it seems like that's one of the things that burn people out the most. Man, my segues are really good. Speaking of getting burnt out and quitting, what is the uh, what is the most fatal thing that you've seen someone do to their channel other than quit streaming altogether? Because of course, when you quit streaming altogether, you're done. Yeah, you can't. You can't and and over my five <laughs> and over my five years, I've seen. Oh boy, have I seen some people do some stupid shit. What what what's what have you seen? You know, you get really invested in a streamer, you love the streamer, and then they do something or they sign something or they say something and you're just like, oh no. And then it's all over. There's about three things I've seen in my streaming career. One of them being what I did. Uh oh switch directories. Switch directory. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's I- what I did, and that's what ended my streaming career for about two months before I started to, you know, really get that mojo back. Because during those two months, you know, no one came and joined because I wasn't playing Black Ops 2 on Xbox. I could play on the PC, but no one had a PC and played yep. Black Ops 2. Back then, PC so gaming no was not that. as popular. Exactly. So that ended my career for a while until I got and found Rainbow Six Siege and still I, until I created a Discord, until I created a community based on mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is spreading yourself too thin and getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not gonna call out the streamer, but he was awesome. I really wanted to stream with him. He was an awesome guy. He had tons of viewers, but he also uploaded daily. Ooh. And he also had college. He Oof. also had school. And yep. he also streamed. Mm. So when I say he was running on one to three hours of sleep daily, that's what he was running on. Yep. And instead of realizing that he needed more sleep, he started resenting his work. He started dislike streaming. Oh really? Instead of realizing, yeah, he started. He just started to dislike it. He was like, "Streaming's the reason I feel this way, not because he didn't feel sleep, you know, or not because he wasn't sleep. managing his time properly." Yeah, and he started blaming stuff like that. Mm. And the final thing, which is, you can say I've never really seen anyone do this, but I've only heard it. I'm not mm. gonna call it the streamer. Mm. Um, but they do stuff that people don't like. Like saying racist slurs. Oh saying, God! Yeah. Uh, picking. There's a few streamers that were uh, banned for a while because they were picking on a mentally ill child, like a special ed. Oh Jesus! And saying rude and horrible things to them. 
that ruined their career. They were banned for 30 days, and when they started streaming again, no one came back. And they came back, and everyone was like, no, fuck you. Exactly. That happened to that happened to a, a guy that I, I'm not going to call out names because I'm not into witch hunts, but I so many exactly. times streamers get outed. And that's another part about this industry where it's like everything you say and do on the internet is going to come back and hit you eventually. Oh, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was watching, uh, I was actually on Twitter the other day. Um, actually, that's a lie. I'm always on Twitter. But a while ago, years ago, there was a guy who on stream said that if his girlfriend was suicidal, he would encourage her to commit suicide because that sort of mental weakness is unnecessary. And if she managed to not do it, then he would say congratulations and dump her and let her go. And he was just shit talking all that. Let me tell you, this went viral 24 hours after he said it. He lost his brand deal with his org. He got banned on Twitch. He had to change directories because he couldn't play. He was a Fortnite player. He couldn't play Fortnite anymore. Just so many people, they do so much stupid shit. I remember years ago. I don't think that's stupid. Well, I don't think it's stupid. Let me that's criminal that. in I my opinion. He, he deserves it. He, I think that you should get a people to your house and start whooping your ass for that shit. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, and you know, there's I remember. man. Like I remember a couple of years ago, there was uh, actually back when I first started streaming, there was another guy who um, every time he went live, uh, back in Destiny One. There are two streamers who were predominantly the head of the directory, King Gathalian and Professor Broman. Wonderful people. I love both of them to death. There was a streamer who every time he went live, he would say, hey, I'm live now playing Destiny 1, blah, blah, blah. And then he would comment on his tweet tagging King Gathalian and Professor Broman in his tweet. Uh -huh. Every time he went live. Was and that to, to like ask for a host or yeah a, that's what it was that? and i asked him i said to him hey why do you do that and he goes oh so they can see it and when they're done streaming they can host me or raid me I was like, hmm, that's interesting are you sure you're in it because you enjoy streaming or because you want viewers but you know we're gonna we're gonna um Nah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna call out this person, but usually whenever I end my stream, they ask for a host, and I can see how getting that host in the beginning is gonna help you. But that's kind of like inflation, you know. Yep. Those people aren't yours that are watching. Those people aren't coming because they enjoy you. They're coming because I was like, hey, look at him. They're there because you've essentially they, put them there. Yeah, especially with the new raid feature. I mean, at least when you hosted someone, you don't go to their channel. But when you raid them, it completely takes you out of that tab brings you into a new one and takes you to their channel so you're physically on their channel now yes so like if you raid someone it, you're literally forcing them to watch you like, exactly that's just how it is exactly i have a question though and this is a subject that has been brought up a lot and i'm kind of indifferent on it just because i see it as two different ways imagine streaming was your full-time job do you think uh, that it should be treated the same way as if you had a regular, I'm not going to say regular because that's incorrect, as if you had a different job, a more corporate job, a more office job? Should you treat it the same professionally as in, should you shower, make yourself presentable? Should you refrain from cussing, refrain from drinking on stream, refrain from doing what you do? Should, 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 if streaming is your job, 
Should it be treated as a different job? Or should you just say, you know what? These are my people. They're here to watch me. Fuck it. I'm going to do whatever. I think that's based on who you are, really. Because mm -hmm. there's some people, um, I'm going to call out the streamers because they're pretty big and the likelihood of them seeing this. I mean, if they do see this, hi. <laughs> um, if they don't, you know, it's nothing off my back. Uh, Greek God, he worked out on stream. Yep. Basically I remember. half nude. And I don't know if he did it for a joke, if he did because he was legitimately trying to lose weight. Oh, he, have but, you seen him now? The man is... Yeah, he's the, pretty thin now. Yeah, The man is... A, really good PC. He I is legitimately a Greek god. The man is beautiful, okay? The man is beautiful. And now, the reason I say that is because to other people like me, I'm, I'm, I don't love my body. You know, I couldn't do that on stream, so that's you why I always either. try showering, you know, showering? Showering, you know, and Ooh. wearing a nice shirt and stuff like that. And... <laughs> It's because I want to look a little bit more presentable. But for Greek, that's what works for him. That's what mm -hmm. people enjoy. People enjoy that tenacity that he has. Mm -hmm. So looking at it like a corporate job, you can 100% that. You could legitimately, some people, I haven't seen anyone yet, but that could 100% work. Wearing a tie and a full-on suit and having mm -hmm. like the business something streamer, that could be your whole deal. You know, you mm -hmm. could have a background that looks like an office, you know? Mm -hmm. and, that, and that could work for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's all based on what you are doing and what you're trying to get from it. You know, mm -hmm. if you look at it like an eight job, uh, a five to nine job, you might start resenting it. If you look at it as more of a hobby, you might not put enough effort into it. You just have to figure out what works for you. I got to say, that's probably the smartest answer to that question I have ever fucking heard. Everybody just, oh God. A lot of these questions that you're answering very cavalier and very professionally, I get a lot of people who are, like, no, you need to do it this way or you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And it's it's insane. Another question. A couple more and then we'll, and a couple more and then we'll call it because I, I know you're live streaming right now and I, and I have a couple more questions. These ones are going to be a little bit of heavy hitters, though. Uh -huh. What do you think is more predominant in the industry in this day and age? Do you think it's more people trying to grow because they want an audience or people trying to clout chase for the sake of numbers? And I have an example that I'm going to give you after the answer. C. C. Oh. So that's A. You give me A and B, and I give A, you a. which is people genuinely enjoy it and they want to do it because they have fun. B. Clout chase because they like big numbers. What that was B. What's C? C is because of money. And the reason I say that is okay. because the amount of streamers that I see are like, "Hey, bro, can I get your Twitch Prime sub?" Yeah, hey, yeah. Welcome to stream. Can I get your sub? There's I remember a that. that. Just came out on Twitch. It was like, yes, her. Oh God. Conversation. Oh. Right? I just, I was just like how I couldn't feed my cat, and you didn't sub. Bruh. Ah, like, I remember that. Oh God. Now. Oh God. People don't stream to make a connection anymore. People don't stream yeah. necessarily for the numbers, but when they do stream for the numbers, they do it for the money. Mm -hmm. No, I'll be honest here. If I could make less than minimum wage, like, if, let me rephrase this. If I can make minimum wage working a nine to five job, come home and stream to a hundred plus people and make zero money, I'd be okay with that. Dude, that'd I'd be perfect. I love talking to the chat. I love mm -hmm. having the connection. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there was an age old question, right? Mm -hmm. Would you rather do a job that you hate, but be really big, wealthy, like, really big, wealthy, really wealthy? <laughs> Or do a job that you love and be on like the border of like, and be the on the lower percents. 
yeah i'd rather be poor eating ramen living in a one like just one room house like i like everything's in one you'd room. rather li- you'd rather live in a double wide eating ramen having the time of your fucking life exactly because i love it yep right exactly and now the sorry go for it and i was saying like that's why i think it's c you know i can see i know there's a lot of a's and there's a lot of b's but the amount of c's i have doubles both those it does unfortunately for example the time i told you i joined a streamer who i actually saw in my chat a while ago he didn't say anything but i i checked my viewer list and i saw him he was doing a tactic who where he had a very streamery name right like you stream for a few years you start to pick up people's name like oh this guy's a streamer and he's oh, yeah, talking like radio show like that's okay. a lovely name people are gonna think you're a streamer yeah no, 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 no. I know, but it's a tactic. You know what I mean? It's a tactic. And so there, but there was a guy who I was playing Apex with, and he was, he had his chat in open mic, and he was live comming his gameplay on open mic. And every single time I asked him, Hey, are you streaming? Are you streaming right now? He would ignore me. And so I finally went to his chat. And when I say this dude's background was beautiful, like, you know, I'm looking at your background. You got your foam on the thing. You got your debt. You got your whiteboard. You got your shirt. You got a very, you got a very, I'm a high school kid. I'm new to streaming. We're having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at the background, you can't see it. But when you see, when you see the video, I got a whitewash wall, a window, and you can see my router, right? Very boring. When I tell you this man had, he had lights. He had a beautiful DSLR camera. He had some, he had RGB everywhere. And as soon as I typed in and I was like, hey, is that you playing with me right now? Boom. He starts talking. Oh, hey, Rage Radio. What's going on, man? Hey, I noticed you have a Twitch Prime sub. How about you shoot me that Prime sub in the phone? I literally, I have never closed a browser faster in my fucking life. Dude, that's like... <laughs> never closed a browser faster in my life. Having, speaking about good backgrounds, having a good background, like that's not, gonna get, that's not what's going to keep a viewer base, but I 100% get someone to join your stream. It will. Friend. It will, because that's the now. first thing you see when you're scrolling down. You see before you hear. Oh, yeah. His name's Top Prodigy, right? Yeah. Now, he has his PC. Mine's right here to the right. No one can see it, but he has it, like, right about through here. Yeah. Right? It has, like, a chibi in it. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And then at the background, it's all, like, RGB. There's colors happening. There's, like, G Fuel cans sitting So he's So he's built a stream room so you have something pretty to look at. Yeah. So, like, if he's in between games or playing and you're like, oh, this is happening, you should look and be like, ooh, pretty colors. Because, you know, pretty let's lights. Not, we're all... We're all like raccoons, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty lights, and I'm. You have my attention. Yeah, like we're all raccoons. We're just looking for pretty shiny objects. Yes, I I understand. I've, that's actually one of the reasons I green screened because my background was always so boring. I was like, my background's boring. Yeah, I have nothing to look at. I might as well put a green screen up. Um, and speaking of clout chasing, this is another individual who I have a lot of suspicions about. I'm not going to call them out, but I was Steve. noticing. I was noticing that I would watch their stream and you know, when you have your, sometimes you'll stream and you'll see something pop up and a little, like little red ribbon pop up to be like, my YouTube is this, my Twitter is this, my Twitch is this. And my Instagram is this. Well, his, for his YouTube, it said he had a hundred K subs on YouTube and I go to his YouTube That's channel funny. and it, he only has 75,000. 
So he's so he lied about how many Twitch sub about how many YouTube subs he had on his Twitch ba Twitter banner just be, to say, oh, I have 100k subs. To you, does that seem like clout chasing, or does that seem like hey, he's just being a dickhead? I think it's smart. Yeah. I think what he's doing is wrong, but I think it's really smart. Um, a long time ago, when I was playing on Xbox and on a uh, Black Ops Three, I think. Uh, there's this really big streamer had a hundred plus uh, viewers, had a ten k followers, and I got in a lobby with him. Yeah. And I was telling him trying to get tips, and he says, "No one's going to watch you until you're big, because no one's going to be like, oh, look at this guy with one viewer.' I mean, there are some, but nine mm -hmm. out of ten times they'll click on the bigger streamer. Yep. So being like, oh, this guy's a hundred k subs, he must be pretty good content then, right? Mm -hmm. So you click it, and you start looking at the videos. Now it's super dis. Disingenuous. That's the word. Disingenuous to say that you have 100K when you don't. Because I would love to have 100K. I'd love to have a plaque right here with 100K, the silver yep. plaque. That'd be fantastic. I'd love yep. it. But saying that you have something that you don't is wrong, disingenuous. But I've never seen that tactic before. And it's smarter. I know I would have clicked on it if I saw that. That It did. It worked. I went to his YouTube <laughs> and I yeah, checked like, it out. And I went to sub. And before I subbed, I said, wait a minute. That says 75. That doesn't say 100. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are crazy. you? No, and, and it just seems like a lot of the industry. And this and this is one of the reasons why I've, I am just now getting into the social media game. Where I've... I'm kind of set in my own ways and I always lived by the principle of the content is first, the networking is second because there were people who completely made it all on their own. And yeah. unfortunately just this, it's over so oversaturated that you're like, you can't do that anymore. The oh, yeah. Networking That's is people will tell you the first most important thing is the second most important thing is your stream. The first most important thing is going other places and putting your stream places. Yeah, so, this kind of whole thing was finding a team or an org to, you know, to join and help it yeah. grow with. is because that's a part of networking. Because, okay, there's networking, which is what you're talking about, and there's yeah. social networking. Can I go into that? It's going to be a little bit of a sidebar. Social networking, I really want to hear what your, your explanation, yes. Okay, so social networking is what me and you are doing right now. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm Allied Game. You're a Rage Radio. People who know Ally Game and type in Ally Game on YouTube, your video will come up. It's almost like I planned it. That's I'm just joking. That's what I'm I'm saying, just joking. Social networking, right? Yeah. If I go play with King George, right? He has 3K people watching him. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say I'm having a horrible day. No one's watching him. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that if I do better than King George, some of his viewers are going to come and watch me. Facts. That's Facts. social networking. Facts. There's no more networking where you're like on Twitter, like, hey, what up, boys? It's your boy, Ally Game here, sleeping on them people's, and people like it, cool. Then you post it, you're live, people might click on it, right? Yep. That's just networking. That's networking. That's how you gain a follower base. Mm -hmm. Social networking is playing with other people and getting known because you're talking to the right people. Understood. Ninja, Drake, social networking. That's a very good example. That's a very good example. So, that being said, about social aspects of streaming and this is going to be kind of a rough one for a lot of people because this is the one thing i see on twitter uh the one thing i see on twitter the most if not well the most and then we're going to end it off with this 
when people try and say and not try and say when people talk to you about how their parents just do not accept what they do their family just will not support them will not get behind them they want them to get a job they want them to move out and be able to provide for themselves doing a quote unquote real job what how has that impacted you and why and 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 what do you think would make a parent act like that so I'm, let's say I'm a father, right? And I see my child, let's say he's 20. That's a good mm-hmm. age. You know, they yeah. probably went to high school, yeah. might have gone to college, might have dropped out, might be doing the whole leap year thing. Mm-hmm. If I know my child is eating my food, using my detergent under my roof, and is helping none and being a legal adult, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say they've brought in zero money so far. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that you wouldn't support it. At that point, you wouldn't see it as a job. You'd see it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And until that hobby becomes a job, it's exactly that, a hobby. You and need to find a way to, you know, food ain't going to put itself on the table. 100%. And I can, I can 100% see a parent disliking that. Mm-hmm. Now, my grandmother, I'm super lucky. I love her to death. But she did not support me until mm-hmm. I brought home a check from Twitch. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Once that happened, she was like, okay, it's a job. You can keep doing it. I'm not going to, you know, blame you. I'll we can set boundaries and rules. And it also it works for me, though, because I'm in high school. Yep. And once I'm in high school, she, I 100% will probably ask me to get a job, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Once I'm out of high school, I have no excuse. Those eight hours can turn into me working an eight-hour job. Right. Then I have more money. I can, A, pay a little bit of rent, pay for some water bills, and upgrade stream. Absolutely. So if there's 20-year-olds, you know, 19-year-olds, teens that are – on the internet, you know, complaining about how their parents don't accept them. Have you realized that you haven't gave them a reason to accept you? That's a good question. That's a really good big think question. Have you given your parents something to accept? Wow. That's, that's a big, you know what? I'm going to end it on that because that was probably the smartest thing that this, that has come out of either of our mouths tonight. So I'm going to end it on that. Allied, I want you to go ahead and for the next, I don't have a stopwatch on me, but I'm going to in my head count to 30. I want you to plug everything you possibly can in that 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. Okay, guys, I'm live streaming every day, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, Allied Game. Just Google me, seriously. I'm literally everything's there. Insta, YouTube, Discord, Twitch, Twitter, Snapchat, anything there, I'm on it. Just go to my stream and ask me and join. That's it. Damn, that was 14 seconds, my man. It's been the Rage Radio Show. Thank you so much for everyone watching. I'm going to post this on my YouTube after I watch through it and I edit it. And then if you're one of Allied's fans, you're probably going to see it as well just because I'm going to beg him to spread it around. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Have a good night. Good night.